This is the Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! Yeah. This will be sponsored by a monster. <laughs> Uh, back again with another podcast. This is episode fifty, the big fifty. This what you're on. Yeah, um, of the it's time to refresh podcast. Uh, you know the usual shit by now. It's we're aware. Um, we've gone today. We've got Timmy Coop, one half of the club. Uh, club Clayheads. Clayheads. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, one half of the Clayheads, and it's because I was thinking about it, t- talking about it with you before. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Producer, label owner, you've got your own podcast, um, keep busy, uh, all around nice guy, if I must say. First time I've actually met him in person, is it? Although we've talked for like years. Yes, yeah. We've never, because I'm down in, uh, if you don't mind me saying, I'm down in Stoke today. Um, so it's a bit of a trek from mine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how you doing, mate? All right. All right, mate, not too bad. Thanks for coming down. Yeah. And welcome to you Andy studio. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, you've got a nice, lovely setup here. It's really good. Even got some free stickers as well. Look at these. This is great. <laughs> um, so, as I start all podcasts, what did you have for tea last night? For tea last night, uh, Saturday pizza. Pizza. What? What? what pizza? Uh, meat feast. Nice, nice. The I don't know if you do branding, but the Iceland pound ones. <laughs> right, no, no worries. Nice, nice. Uh, what did I have for tea last night? Oh, we, we've been down to um, Birmingham to visit some friends, and um, they took us to a all-you-can-eat sushi. Um, hey, right. Fan of sushi? Not really. No, no, no. I like Chinese, Japanese, Indians, and all that yeah. sort of stuff, but not. Not it has to be cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was. It was really good. I've never been to an all-you-can-eat sushi place before, so it's a bit. A bit uh, it was a bit different. I've obviously we go to all-you-can-eat buffets with like Chinese food, and that, that's just. Just nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just you nice. come out and you can't move. Yeah, yeah. it's class. Um, but yeah, um, so how are we doing? What's what's been happening? So yeah, just been really busy with the podcasts, keeping that up each mm, month yeah. and everything else. Not as busy as you, because no. obviously you do yours weekly. It's yeah, it's hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but um, I was just well, just before we get into it, then see your podcasts that you do. Um, how, do you find it that sometimes you're like, oh god, it's it's at the end of the month again, like. You, like well, the cycle like, are you pre- well prepared sort of thing so as some of the guests will tell you sometimes it's like I'm messaging them about two months in advance yeah for, for plan it out and I've got my guest lists up at the moment till that's October right before the birthday special in November that's good that's good so, well, I like pre- preparation preparation is key yeah and like you've been on the show yourself as well so you'll know that it's all kind of scripted to a degree well you messaged me in let me see um was it a year ago two years ago now a year ago it was um so 
Uh, you messaged me in the September, and I don't think it came out until the December. Yeah. So, so you are well in advance when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, uh, it, it's just the preparation side of it. Yeah. But that that all came kind of came around as it was never the intention to be a podcast. Yeah. It was just literally a thirty minute to forty minute mix I was doing to stick in the van. Yeah. To go to and from work. Yeah. That's how it started out, <laughs> and um, one of the guys was in the van. He goes. Oh, you should put this out. So I like, oh, it's just for me to listen to. Yeah. It's just the tunes I like. He says, no, no, put it out. So the first, I think it's four or five episodes of the Can't Mix, Won't Mix, yeah. is purely a mix. Right. There was no guest. There was no, none of the interaction. Yeah. And then, um, oh, sorry, that's the dog. <laughs> no, Jack, out. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry about that. Uh, um, a little guest cameo on there. Yeah, <laughs> Jack the dog. Um, so yeah. So and then Ryan, yeah, Ryan Walker had me on his freshly squeezed. Yeah. And obviously, just a, a very short. I this is Timmy Coop, undiscovered digital. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I was like, I like that idea. It yeah. isn't just a mix. It isn't the same thing. I'd say the two Yeah. So then I, th I was thinking about it and I was playing the, with the idea, I think from about episode three, four, and then I thought, why not? Bite the bullet, try it. Mm. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And the first one I had on was Alan James. Yeah. Well, back then, Alan Skipper, mm -hmm. be before he kind of changed his name. And it kind of took off from yeah. there, really. And then I had Craig on from uh, Unit Division. Yeah. Um... Then Eggman, then it yeah. just. There's been loads on, I think. Yeah, but the the idea of it is, is it isn't just having, like, well, you know, like your top D, top yeah. ranging DJs all the time. No, some of the bedroom DJs, even if they haven't even played out. Yeah, I, I'll have a variety of keys, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and you learn more that way as well. Absolutely, and, and that's the way the the podcast kind of went. Right, so we've, all, we've skipped through loads of stuff there, man. So we're gonna have to just. <laughs> Pull it back over to the beginning, yeah. but before we do, uh, where did the name Can't Mix, Won't Mix, what was the... So, the Can't Mix, Won't Mix is a little bit of a pun with me and my best mate, yeah. because he always said I can't mix, yeah. but I'm a really good entertainer. <laughs> he says, watching me behind the decks, he says, I love it, he says, but you can't mix for toffee. That's, right. that's where it came from, the Can't Mix, Won't yeah, Mix yeah. sort of thing. And it was a little bit of a play as well on the Can't Cook, Won't Cook. Right. The show with Ainsley Harriet that oh, used yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hence the, um, oh, what was it now, the green peppers or cherry tomatoes or whatever it was. Yeah. And that's where the Randy Ravers, yeah, the club right. hopping clubbers came from. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. So it's a little good concept you've got going. I think you're probably the only one who does that sort of thing off the top of my head. I can't think of anyone who does, does it in that format. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, th I think so. Obviously, I, I do listen to a few different mixes, podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, I know Ryan was doing the Juicy one and his was like um, commentary over it and stuff like that. And yeah. then you've got Dave who does the Cheeky Tracks um, one. Yeah. But yours is like uh, the way it's formatted, it's it's, it's different. It, like, it does stand out differently to everyone else. Oh, thank you. No, no, no problem. Right, so what we'll do is we'll go, we'll strip it right back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, who's Tim? So, what are you about? Oh, so, Tim, um, I 
well, I've, I've always been into music, yeah. as you can't see it on camera, but... Yeah, you've got a nice collection <laughs> underneath the camera right now. Yeah. Um, me t mix packs. Uh, it started really for me for like the the clubbing scene as such, yeah. roughly about 96, 97. Right, so yeah, that's interesting. Um, so where was where was the first uh, bit of music for you? Like, where, where have you, you, your ears perked up and you've heard something and you thought, bit of me of that? Like, so my very first record, it's going to sound daft, no, but bear, bear in mind, I was a mobile DJ. Right, okay. So, my very first record I ever owned was Itsy Bitsy, Teeny Weeny, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini Bar, Bombarella. Oh, great. That's fantastic. And it's even <laughs> dated as well, 25th of the 8th, 1990. Yep, so I'd be about 10 on that. Excellent. No, actually I'd be 9 coming up for 10. Excellent, mate. Uh, and I absolutely came that. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you had that sitting there prepared. <laughs> no, no, it, it, that's yeah. where it lives. It's yeah. just what's it. But yeah. no, the um, that is class. That was my very first record, and listening back to it, I was like, not just Timmy Mallet. I was a big, obviously back then, everybody yeah. liked Timmy Mallet. Um, but it was like the the percussion in it and one, two, three. Yeah. Very energetic. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, just yeah. that little bit of a. But I, you'd, you'd probably class now as early Euro pop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That Euro kind of dance to it. But yeah, it was. Uh, so that was your first introduction to like where you, you genuinely showed interest in music. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, so where did you discover that tune? So that was given to me uh, as a gift by my stepmom. Yeah. But have you heard? Had you heard the tune before? And oh, it was on the radio. It was like one of the the top cheap, of the pops. Type yeah, yeah, top okay. of the pop sort of thing. Mm. And then she brought me that, but I didn't really take note musically to it until i was listening to it on that because it was it was like especially it was mine it was the first one sort yeah. of thing um so yeah so as times went on uh, you've discovered sort of dance music and stuff where, where yeah so that? that one um actually started i'd say about 95 ish, ish yeah. when the happy hardcore scene was out yeah um, a good friend of mine, Jay, he, he kind of, it all started as a bit of a prank to be fair. Yeah. Um, he used a, an Amiga right. and he produced his own tracks and he put them on a tape and he called it P Rank, DJ Prank, yeah. Paul Rank. And <laughs> he gave me the tape one weekend and I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is banging, this is yeah. like, you know what I mean? Was it good, like the, the stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it was good at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, and he, he, he played he played the prank on a bit more like and said, yeah, yeah, I know this Paul and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then when I found out what he'd actually done, I was like, oh, okay, show me how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was on the Amiga, a programme called Optimed. Yeah. Um, and a lot of doors these days, as DJs will know and producers will know, is they kind of run that way. Mm like left to right i have seen it at Ackerman as well it's the one that runs down and it's got the yeah and it just triggers i think yeah. you've got about eight eight tracks and yeah. that's it there's no yeah. kind of stuff so that's where it kind of all started from a production point of view yeah um and then obviously the mix packs right. listening to the the happy hardcore so it was happy hardcore the first discovery of like right. the hard dance sword stuff yeah so round round the area stuff, okay, you'd have been pretty central to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Really, like you've got Manchester just a bit north. You got, as I say, you got Birmingham stuff to yeah. the south. There, there seems to be you, 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 
you're right on the motorway where you can probably go to all these raves and stuff. Yeah, so, so back then though, we had um, locally, we had a place called Shally's, mm -hmm. Kinetic, all that sort yeah. of stuff, uh, time and space. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously in 95, I'd only be about 15, mm -hmm. so I couldn't actually get yeah. in unless certain people were on the door. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, um, so we kind of used to go what they called nappy nights back then. So right. the under 18 discos. Yeah. So time and space, they used to have people come in, uh, vibes and lively, all that sort of yeah. stuff as a showcase. And yeah, I used to go there and I used to just, just used to love it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic, man. I love that. Um, so you sort of mid to late 90s now, you've, you've been to sort of, you've seen vibes and lively. When you've seen that, is that what you thought, I want to do that? Well, I actually wanted to be an MC. Right, okay. I did not want to be a DJ at all. It was like, yeah, I'll be a... MC Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy at the front, yeah. just like, giving it... Uh, the front man. Big, really, big yeah. bollocks, you know what I mean? Yeah, look at me, I'm mm. awesome. But no, I couldn't rap. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, we started off with um, the early days of BPM with Rockin' Russ. Right. Going around all the um, scout huts all that sort of stuff right so yes. there was my mate quicks yeah he was the dj i was the mc okay well what we thought yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean and we always used to go on kind of last once everybody had been on and just just do a bit just, yeah. just do a bit sort of thing and then from there rocking rush just carried on with bpm and doing what yeah, he yeah. did quicks went on for doing whatever he did and i was like oh, okay I'm not a very good MC, so what can I do? Yeah. And then another friend of mine said, here, have a go at the turntables. I was like, nah, that's enough for me, all, all this sort of stuff. Mm. And uh, as soon as I put the first record on and you, <laughs> you did that, it was a bit like sure, eyeball, yeah. eyeball pull where he puts the needle on and he goes, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I'm having a bit of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels good. It's, it's, it's very empowering doing it, getting your record and letting it go and it just, the first kick drum comes in, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is good. And, 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 that's, and that was just hook from there then, really. What was the sort of music you were playing that had been the So, then? back then, uh, well, obviously the happy hardcore. Mm -hmm. I, I was... Um, when you say happy hardcore, what sort of stuff were you playing, though? Were you, were you playing the more, um, the harder stuff, or were you playing the more, like, cheesier stuff? Cheesier stuff, cheesier stuff, stuff yeah. Well, sort of like, styles, force and styles. Yeah, Cortex, Power of Love, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, even to like breeze, jump a little higher, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know what I mean. You can sort of get a vibe of what you're going for. It's very, it's what you do to, in today's music, but back then, like yeah, it, it's yeah, just a bit slower for us older folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, going forward, then um, are you making tapes for gigs or anything like that? Like so, what I did from there then is um, did a couple of local gigs, pubs, clubs that we're trying to just get that kind of vibe um, and then I got the opportunity to do mobile discos yeah. um, which I took on and I was like right okay I could make a lot more money doing, doing that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like people are play, paying me to play music hmm yeah <laughs> yeah um, I know exactly what you mean it's like uh, it's one of them it's like uh there's a bigger market for a mobile DJ, yeah. like weddings, christenings, 18th, 21st, 40th, etc. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's go like try and get a gig at a rave for 
an hour or go and play a bar mitzvah for the whole night and <laughs> get yeah, them, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Yeah. And, and as well, the, the variety of music when yeah. you're being a mobile DJ because one minute you could be playing the Char Char Slide and next minute you could be playing Milk Inc. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or Ultra Beat or something like that. So when I was younger, I think I was about, uh, it was before my first gig, so it was, I must have been about 12, 11, 12. I used to go with my uncle, he was a, a mobile jocker and I'd do bits and bobs. It's like not, nothing much in particular. Yeah. But like, um, it was my first experience of sort of picking tunes to people to dance to. And at first, as a, as a young sort of 12 year old, I was like, I play what I want to play, sort of thing. And like people are asking for tunes, and you've just got to you've just got to learn to sometimes say no to people. And like, so like for instance, uh, it was I was I was DJing eighteenth, uh, and all the younger ones wanted um, like the dance music and that. Yeah. But then her mum was coming over, and her grandma was like, "We want Dancing Queen," and it's like, yeah. it's it's you've got to get that balance right. You've got to get the balance right, absolutely. And as a twelve, thirteen year old, I, I didn't know much to be honest. Um, it was only when so the, the the similar thing which I would describe is like being a pub jock. Like I was yeah. uh, in the local like club playing the same style. I mean, essentially, not as not, not as more that way, but it was more like club mixes and um, as I say, abba and stuff like that. Yeah. You didn't do the the, the the generic Christmas thing, like the Christmas uh, wedding thing. So like you didn't do the cha cha slide. Like we'll yeah, say, it was more like. Just keep them in. That, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the thing the, with bars and, and pubs. Do you yeah. not think it really educates you as a DJ? Yeah, like, it does. It helps on the rave scene as well. As like. well, it, it's sort of like it teaches you to read the dance floor. Yeah, absolutely. That's the main thing. It's sort of like you can get a group of people in uh, one week. Um, they're into like house yeah. or whatever. So you're playing that for them to keep yeah. them in to pay your bills. Yeah. If you're doing the pub sort of side of it. Yeah. Um, or if like the week after you're doing... Your Auntie Jane's fortieth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a complete different yeah, clientele. Completely clientele, yeah. and you you will get that where people come up and ask for Cliff Richards or yeah. whatever, and you be like, "Yeah, no problem. Just let me finish this, and I'll play it you in a bit. Don't worry, I will play it you." Yeah, and then they'll come up. Why aren't you putting my song on? But you've got your dance floor full, <laughs> and yeah. you know as soon as you play it, yeah, you're going to kill your dance floor. Yeah. So then it's just like, right, time for the buffet. I'll play it. <laughs> clear the dance floor let yeah. them have their fun yeah and then yeah. do it that way excellent yeah. you know what i mean and that that's the side of that um but going back to reading the crowd on the dance floor then yeah it just gives you that skill yeah and i understand where you're coming from like do you think for you personally it's helped me but for you personally has it helped you when you've become sort of like a rave dj sort of thing like has 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 that education um translated over to being like a rave DJ so when you play gigs. Yeah, the, the, the only thing I'd say that was different in the clubs compared to like mobile yeah. is the volumes. Yeah. Because obviously it's a rave for all the other DJs like crank it right up yeah. and I'm like, you're in the amber, be in the green, be, and yeah. it, it wasn't quite loud enough. So yeah. it's just about just getting that volume right more than anything. Yeah. I was fine as well, like with, with DJing like uh, clubs and you, there's DJ on before I DJ and after you. The amount of people who play in the red is unreal. Yeah, like, it's and it just distorts the sound yeah. unbelievably. Yeah, like, for instance, uh, I, I had a gig um, uh, about a couple of months, two, two, three months ago, 
And anyways, I, I turned up and it was at the like the DJ on before me was maxed out at like the the top end of it. It didn't sound distorted, yeah. but like I'm like if you just knock that down and knock your master up a little bit, you get yeah. you get the same volume. We just well, we added it. Um one of the cheeky events I went to. Yeah. I wasn't DJing, I was, just went for what's it yeah. for have a bit of fun. Yeah. And Farley was on. Yeah. Now, obviously, seasoned DJ, yeah. everything else. He come on, and the first thing I noticed was he turned it down. Yeah. And then he turned it up to the kind of the correct level. Yeah. Because he came, and it was just, I, don't, I can't remember who was on before, yeah. him, but it was just sort of like, obviously, the Those who know, know, cranked know, it know, up, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, you, you're doing your mobile stuff and that. So when when did the first brave come for you? So the first, well, I was doing a bit of both. Yeah, playing both sides. Yeah. Um, the biggest one I did was uh, around about two thousand and six. Right. Okay. Um, and it was Health Skelter versus uh, Rain Dance. Right. And we were promoting the CD. Right. Um, a friend of mine, Will, he says, "Can you come do the back room?" Right. Like the because they had two rooms Room on the go yeah. and I was like yeah not a problem I'm... at the time I was like down there I had a car blah 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 yeah. 350 back then you know what I mean it was just sort of like yeah I'll do for the experience yeah. um, got took a mini bus down with a couple of friends and everything yeah. else because we were making a weekend of it and it was probably one of the most random nights I'd ever had yeah uh, we goes in the back room, there was me and my mate who was on about Elia J, yeah. um, and then we were playing Hardstyle in the back room. Right. But it was like at the time where Hardstyle was just kind of coming in. It, so I was, I'd say it's only as recent as the last 10 years, really, Hardstyle. Because yeah. before that, it was very... The, there wasn't many people flying that flag for Hardstyle in the yeah. lab. So you you quite early on into it, do you know what I mean? And... Uh, I like early hardstyle as well, like yeah. the sort of early 2000s. The proper conk, conk, yeah, conk. Yeah. And um, we ended up in the back room and the promoter came up and says, can you calm it down a little bit? There's nobody in the main room. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But then some of the people were coming up to us like, yeah, oh, I'm loving it. A load, <laughs> a load of students from Russia. Right. We're at this rave and they didn't expect to hear hard style. Right. Because obviously that's where they, yeah. they, they'd watched And it was just one of their most random things. Like this big, massive group of people yeah. were with us. And then... Massive event, that by the way. Just uh, just so like like the the two of the biggest London raves yeah. ever. Well, all of South raves to me. Yeah. I know they're South raves. But like Helter Skelter, Rain Dance, fuck Jesus. Like yeah, and then uh, <laughs> then Will says to me, one of the DJs hadn't turned up, can we do the main room? Yeah. And we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll get the CDs out. Blah, 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 blah. Luckily, I'd, being a mobile DJ, yeah. you, you always take a lot more than you need. Yeah. So we went from there to the main room and we actually followed on uh, from Billy Bunter. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like... <laughs> uh, and then after us, there was Sharky on. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck have I blocked this? <laughs> sorry for swearing. No, it's all right, it's all right. Yeah, fine. How the bloody hell have I blocked, blocked this? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? Anyway, it just went off. I was like, yeah, loving it. good. I like this. You know what I mean? Um, so that was like one of the most random nights ever. Did you say get recorded? No. No. Uh, no. Oh, well. But back then, it didn't really... Yeah. Unless it was on a mixtape, but... What's what I mean? Did it, did it come out on a mixtape? No, no, I was, I was aware of it. I think they were more promoting the 
the CD release. I remember the CD coming out and, and everything. It's a really good uh, thing. I think, was it Billy Bunter, Slipmat, was it? Uh, Billy Bunter, Slipmat, Sharky. Uh, so I'm just looking at the flyer behind you. <laughs> oh, no, uh, it wasn't that. It was uh, the... I'm trying to think it was on the CD release. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a Billy Bunter and Slipmat. Hello. Oh, he's, got, he's snuck in. <laughs> We've got a cameo Jack. from the dog. What's the dog called? Sorry, Jack. All right, Jack. <laughs> Come on out. But yeah, um, that's honestly such a big rave to play, though. Like it, the, such an achievement. Like even though like you hadn't done much before that. Like yeah, it, it was it. Um, so was that your first rave gig, or was it um, the first rave gig I did? Uh, I'd say it was the biggest first one I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like a massive thing for that. Yeah. Um, probably a couple of pubs, like clubby sort of stuff before that. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of the local area. Because obviously at the time of the, like the nine late nineties, early two thousands, yeah. the rave scene was kind of massive. Yeah. So a lot of the bigger pubs, smaller clubs, were trying to recreate that. Yeah. Um. And we had like the void that mm -hmm. was local, played there a couple of times. Nothing like flyer wise, but yeah. you, you know what I mean, just getting getting it under your belt. Um the only one I never really played that I'd love to have done yeah. before they changed it was time and space. Right. Because obviously that's where I started. That's where you started and going out and like a full circle type thing. Yeah, almost, but yeah. that unfortunately that never happened. Sure. Um but the biggest problem was with obviously being the mobile side. I was working every weekend, yeah. couldn't go out, couldn't do this, because I did it full-time for five years yeah. as suddenly my only job. Yeah. And I was out nearly seven nights a week. Wow. So, yeah, you kept busy then. And that was covering from Kent to Preston. Right. <laughs> well, how was it? How was the, doing it full-time? How did you find that? Um, I enjoyed it, but obviously didn't spend a lot of time with the family. Yeah. Young family, got to pay bills. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not sewered, is it really? Yeah, yeah, and then in 2008, that credit crunch, that fierce credit crunch ad. Yeah. The recession. Uh, the hard. recession hard, and that kind of wiped my business out yeah. overnight, and I, th I had to get a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, as I said, a lot changed in that period of time, as did like covid era as well the two, the two distinctive periods of time where clubs and nightclubs nightlife the industry itself was massively affected yeah um there's so many like it's documented so there's so much stuff you can go out and have a look at and where you see that like big brands literally halved in popularity overnight and it's just like shocking when you think about it isn't yeah. it really um so yeah so we go on to any raves in the sort of 2000s then is there any that, that so not really because obviously when i was doing the mobile discos mm. i was either working yeah or spending time with the family i wasn't actually getting out meeting people that sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. then after 2008 um i just did it at weekends yeah because i was working through the week for right. the week like just so i could pay the bills yeah um and then what changed was another funny story is i met alex right alex jenkins um yeah. system so this shock is the, this is the system shop and this is the other half to the clearheads yes yeah right? yes so what that was is i was at a stage where i was ready to give up 
Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I didn't feel like I was progressing production-wise. Yeah. Um, which obviously has an effect on you. You know what I mean? You yeah. just think like, well, I'll what's just, the point? Yeah. What's yeah. the point? So you sort of stagnated around that time. Yeah, yeah that yeah. just before meeting Alex, and then um, I saw him down B and Q buying some paint. Right. Um, talked to him once or twice on Facebook, nothing major. Yeah. Um, and he, he sort of like, I messaged him, were you in B&Q today? Because I don't know about yourself, when mm. you see people, you're like, is he in t- No, you don't, you don't do want to like... Do you say it, yeah, don't yeah. you say it? And uh, he was like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing doing this up. And then he put a post on Facebook, does anybody want to come give me and destroy my bathroom? Because right. he was refurbing his bathroom. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come give you hand. Because at the time I was on the yeah. tools and stuff. Uh, so I went down and destroyed his bathroom for him, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the clay had started. No, not bad, not bad. Um, I just started the Undiscovered Digital, the label before yeah. that sort of meeting Alex, but once he started doing the mastering for us and that, that's where it kind of the level yeah jumped, Lift, lifted. lifted it up, and I've learned so much from him music production wise. It's yeah. it's unreal. Right. So what was your so talk about your music production? Then what was your first release? So my first release was with Thirty Two Bit Records. Uh, Brian's brain went dark, and that was under the guise of Loops to Fruit, and that was like a minimal tech that sort of style, um, because that got played on Radio One by Rob DeBank. Excellent. um, Which was before all this what's introducing now yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff that would like I say that was around about 2006 ish right that was um but music production oh, from from the from when jay showed me that octomed right and okay. then it, it progressed from there then obviously i think like everybody back in the day had the um dodgy copy of FL Studio 3, yeah. which was Fruity Loops back then. The block. The blocks, yeah. yeah started off on Fruity Loops 3 and then just kind of progressed up to there. Um, but didn't really know about EQing, didn't know about compression. Yeah. Did the, the thing of, oh, I've got four beats of kick in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to, I'm a, I'm a producer. Yeah, no, no. Exactly no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so then obviously you met Alex and stuff like that. Did Was the clears instantly a thing or? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. It was um, the first couple of times I went to him so he could kind of not ghost produce because mm. I did the, the bulk of it. But he just made them sparkle, yeah. give them that finesse, that sort yeah. of... He actually EQ'd it. <laughs> yeah, he actually used the EQ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we kind of hit it off as well. Yeah. It wasn't just a case of, can you do this for me, blah, blah. We hit it off. Uh, we'd be in the studio and I'd be like, oh, just do... Uh, and, and he'd be like, he'd be already kind of doing it. As a, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So we worked well together that way. Um, we had um, a release on Cheeky Tracks, mm-hmm. Dave's label. Yeah. Um, Satisfied and Shameless. Yeah. They were the kind of the first two were released, and they were like the pre-Clayed tracks. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, oh, System Shock and Timmy Coop's a bit, bit of a mouthful. Yeah. What can we we call ourselves? And with us living 
opposite ends of Stoke on Trent from each other. Yeah. A, a local team for a, for a Stoke is a clayhead. Right. So we're like, right, okay. Clayheads. Right. Let, let's call ourselves the clayheads. And, makes sense. And that's sense. how we. That's how that kind of came around. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, without people like Ryan Walker mm. and Juicy pushing new artists and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the, the Timmy Coop and the Clayhead stuff he was kind of On pushing. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then such lovely people, him and that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've yet to meet Ryan, but as I say, we've talked, like like me and yourself, we've talked online and we've uh, we've chatted and because he lives he lives down in Nottingham yeah, yeah. he was meant to come on the pod but it fell the same day as Dave's birthday uh, oh so right yeah so it didn't work out properly um, but yeah he's he's coming on the pod as well shout out to Ryan as well but he seems like such a lovely guy as well like he seems like he do you know when some people are just on your wavelength I've, I've got a lot of time for Ryan like he just wants what's best for the music right yeah. like there's no there's no intentions for, no, for to himself he, or anything. It's, it's generally, and there is quite a few people out there like that in the scene. It's got quite a good taste in music as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, yeah, like when I hear some of his mixes, I'm just like, yeah. Like well, it, it's like Dave with Cheeky. Yeah. He puts a lot of new artists out, yeah. and, and like, like, well, like the Clayheads for a start. Mm. But he's honest with it. If he mm. likes it, he likes it. If he isn't, yeah. oh, he'll, tell he, he'll, you. <laughs> t- he'll tell you. Yeah. But that's what I like about Dave. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Well, he was on, as I say, he was on the podcast last week um, and he came up to mine. We had, we had a really, really good crack. I mean, recording time with him was, uh, we did an extended one as well for Patreon and we sat and talked for three and a half hours. Yeah. I just let him well, like, he's got loads of stories yeah. that he has. So, um, and then when the cameras went off, we sat and talked for it even then, like even longer. And then we yeah. did the gig. Um, it was the it's time for your first birthday. Just want to say thanks to everyone who turned out for that. I was not expecting, yeah, that to be that good. So yeah, thanks for everyone who turned up to that. It was pretty mint. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dave came and played a blinder. Played yeah. exactly what I wanted him to play. He played because uh, obviously Dave's got a big variety. I'm a big if if. I had my own choice. I'd have put Dave on warm up, and I'd have put him playing his pumping gigs. He plays really good yeah. selection of like pumping stuff. Some really nice uh, one forty stuff that comes out on um, cheeky. But um, because I knew when I wanted him on stuff, I knew I wanted to play what he would. Do. This is not me saying this. Yeah. This is what Dave said. He plays what did he? What was it called? Um, Slag tunes, slag, yeah, slag the, tracks. <laughs> yeah, so so big cheesy hands there stuff, and honestly, yeah. it just went off. It's it, like they're all brilliant. It's my type of cheese as well, by the way. It was brilliant. Um, as I say, they're, uh, they're the best type to play. To be fair, <laughs> but yeah, we, had, we went for some food and that as well. So it was a really good um, thing just to listen to him talk because he just he's always got something about. Like, if you asked, you could ask him, "What's your favorite cheese?" And then he'd like he'd go into like a big story of 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 why he likes it, and it's like at least I know he's passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, so with Dave, I think if you sent him one of your tracks, he would be like, "I'll take that. That's, that's a bit of yeah, me." That I is. like that. Yeah. Or, or if he doesn't, it's not for him. Yeah, and as well, if it, it's if it's something that's close to being for him, he'll say, "Listen, if you just if, tweak this, yeah, if you that, tweak that, yeah. I like I like that, like." As I said, the amount of people who just go, nah, shade. Like it's like, but is it though? It's like it's only like a, 
little smidgen away from being what you want. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I respect Dave for like that. As uh, Ryan seems to have a, a brilliant taste as well. I even listened to Bri- uh, Ryan's Tech House mixes that he puts up yeah. there, and I'm not like a huge fan of Tech House. I do, I do like it, but it's not something I listen to all the time. And when I put his on, I'm like, hmm, this is good. This. See, got- with, with music for me, I either like it. Yeah, it's not, no matter what the style is, yeah. I, it, it, I hate genre defining and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like you have to do it sometimes because, yeah. like, let's just say I'm playing like a bit of, I don't know, say hard house or tech or something like that, and it's like pe- people will go, "I don't like tech." And it's like, no, well, you can't like the whole genre as a whole. You're bound to be tunes that you like. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Or bounce. I don't like bounce music. It's chavy, and it's like. But there's bound to be tunes individually you like. Yeah. You can't just do something as a whole. I don't like this pigeonholing. I like multi-genre. I like... It's a perfect rave from a multi-genre, well, I think. Well, going back to, like, the mobile stuff, yeah. you'd get people coming up to you. Put art... Well, I'll say art style, say, for an example. Yeah. But it could be any genre. Put art style on. Oh, I love art style. There's no better music than art style. Art style will be there forever. And that's the attitude they come up with you. And you're like... Yes, mate, I've heard this before a thousand mm. times, but you, you don't say it like that, obviously. And he's sort of like, yeah, yeah, I'll put your bit on in a bit. No mm. worries, no worries. And then you put it on, it clears your dance floor, and That's they're it. there. They're the only ones stomping yeah. away. And, and nine times I've had walk-off. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, last weekend again, just what this girl came up with, a, she took a picture on Snapchat and put it in the writing, Miracle, Miracle. So it gets played, right? And she's off. She's off to the toilet, and it's yeah. like, and come back, and she's like, "Miracle!" Like, like we've just played it. Just played it. Just yeah. played a version Done that of it multiple times. By the way, I've just spotted this. I'm going to point this out on the camera. Look at this. This is good. A bit of Elton John. What's your favourite Elton John tune? Favourite Elton John tune? Uh, I'd say I'm still standing. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. I like uh, I like Tiny Dancer. Yeah, but um, I like the original. They did the one for what's the movie called? Where they're on the bus. You know what I'm on about, don't you? Uh, he's a he's a young journalist, and, he, and it's set in the sixties, and they take him almost famous. I think it's called. I don't know that. One. Well, it's it's it was, it was featured on that. Mm. Uh, and no, I like I, I like the energy of I'm still standing. It's just got that. Yeah. <clears throat> also, as well, if we're going the complete other direction, I like um, I like the blues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good tune. That I mean, it's not something I would listen to with people, but no, no. I've my, well, my Spotify uh, account is thirty-six hours at the minute, yeah. and it's got everything from blues, jazz, funk, rock, pop. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm like my taste is so broad that. A lot of people are shocked when they're when they're with me. So it's like, for instance, when when I picked, do you know when you like people's? Uh, there was a, a guy who was just sort of starting out, um, being a DJ, um, and he got his gig. And he was on the same gig as me, but he was in the he was in the uh, room two or room three playing. And I offered him a lift. I says just obviously I, I knew he wasn't getting paid a great deal. Yeah. I was like, do you want to jump in with me and we can travel down? Got he got in the car and I just had my playlist on. And uh, he said to me, he said, uh, oh, I didn't expect you to like this. And I was like, mm, it's only a bit of Elvis, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. Elvis. And then uh, the next tune that came on, it was like, uh, I think it was like Spice Girls. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, I have no shame. Like, no. I mean, it, mm. uh, my, my, my music taste is so broad that, like, and by the end of the journey, they're like, I feel like I've... I've I've been on a massive journey. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Like there is bits of bounce and hard house my playlist and stuff like that as well. But 
Music's a spice of life, isn't it? Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, so when it comes to cheesy tunes, what's your favourite cheesy tune Me ever? Favourite cheesy tune ever? I know it's not Cha-Cha Slide and all that. No, it's a yeah, because <laughs> of overplaying it. <laughs> um, it's probably going to sound daft, but it's country and western. Uh, yeah, Battle of New Orleans, that's me right. favourite I've cheesy kind of track. It's But that's more from like the influences of growing up with my dad and my stepmom mm. when we used to go where well, they were massive into the country and western so it was one of them songs that were I've uh, I've started getting into a bit of country just because it's like it must become a bit more popular again in like the states because I, I I'm a big fan of Miley Cyrus right, oh, right <laughs> I don't yeah, want to admit this on camera <laughs> but yeah I love Miley Cyrus I'm wrong with that. amazing voice right but a lot of her stuff started to become more countryfied again yeah. if you listen to it she's getting back to her roots yeah that's yeah, the thing yeah. she, you can tell she's got like that Dolly Parton Joni Mitchell type sort of influences yeah yeah uh, and then as I say there's a couple of other um, singers that you then discover it's like you might like this you might like this on Spotify do you know what I mean like yeah. you listen to them you might like this so I listen to bits and bobs it's not all for me some of it's a bit bit twangy and like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 I don't yeah, really mean yeah but no I'd, I'd say that's me most guilty pleasure track one is is that right and again with the on about guilty pleasure tracks that's where I put them on the podcast mm. because it's like you have a DJ that's into like really pumping hard house or whatever it's like yeah and then they're like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my guilty, guilty pleasure track. Avril Lavigne. Uh, I love Avril Lavigne. Uh, it just adds that little bit towards the end of the show. It adds, it adds personality to people as well. It shows, it yeah. shows that like, oh, they're not just Hoovers and dogs yeah. and dinkies <laughs> and it's like yeah, there's a bit more to you than that. You like a yeah. bit of cheese now and again. Yeah. So you can have a bit of malady in it as well. That's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we'll get back onto your story. We sort of went off on one there, but yeah, yeah. Um, sort of. I just, I think I sort of discovered you in about two thousand and fifteen. Would that be two thousand fifteen? Yeah, that'll be roughly about when the just before the clay heads were. Yeah. So, so you, you, were, you. I knew you as you were doing a bit of production and you were doing a bit of the DJ and stuff like that. And then, as times progressed, you've sat, you've started doing. More getting more and more and more notoriety with the Clayheads and then your own your own alias as well. Um, what's been sort of your like biggest tune and stuff? So for me, um, my fate biggest tune. I'd have to say Freaks of the Hard Floor, right. which was like my first solo release on Undiscovered Digital. Yeah, that was like the one for me that was like, I've made this. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and I'm proud to say. I've made this not yeah. not sort of like back in the days to the radio one with the the tech out stuff where I thought I was awesome and yeah. and I wasn't yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean you can't put an old head on young shoulders as they say yeah. and once I started learning properly how to do it and then it's like that's the track for me that's like yeah listening back to it now production wise it isn't as good yeah as I can do now mm -hmm. but it was like yeah Sometimes I, musically as well. Musically, you can write a great tune. It's just the production needs polished. Yeah. Like sometimes you listen to old tunes by people, even in like Happy Hardcore scene and that, and you think melodically this is amazing. But yeah. obviously, the times change and they get better at production and better technology, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, I get that. Um, but then it's sort of like 
the the trancier sort of stuff that we were doing yeah. as well on the label. Um, the first one, I think I had released that I was like, yes, I, I feel like, not, I don't want to say made it, but mm. I'm like, I'm getting there. Yeah, you, the, wheel, the, the wheels are in motion sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was a paradox that, that Dave signed. Yeah. Um, I did the production work on it, did everything else, took it to Alex for mastering and yeah. a mix down, a decent mix down and master, and yeah. it was sort of like, yeah. Paradox. When was that released? Uh, about just before covid so about three three years ago yeah that one um so yeah so when was your your sort of first gig as the clayheads because so the first gig as clayheads was actually the cheeky tracks one um at sub 101 yeah that we did manchester one yeah that was the first time we'd actually played out as the clayheads how was it uh it nerve-wracking (laughs) <laughs> because I hadn't actually played in a club for a very long time with doing the mobile side, yeah. so it was that. So for the preparation for that, um, I was chatting to John for a while, John Emmy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just generally chatting away, not yeah. what's team. Um, and I said to him, I said, "Look, John, I'm not being funny. Is there any chance we can come down, yeah. have a go on your system?" because I've never played on a set of Pioneers. Right. Because when I used to go out and that, it was either vinyl yeah. or the CDs with the, the Denon. Yeah, or C- the, the rack mounts. The, mount. the, the rack mounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, at the time, when they came out, they were the club standard because Pioneer weren't. Yeah. If you, they weren't where they, the same sort of level. Yeah, I think Just, it was when the rack mounts were around, I remember them being in um, Fusion in the club um, up by my way. And they had rack mounts with the small wheel on there. Then. Yeah, and the MIDI, um, uh, the uh, not MIDI, um, the small cards you could put yeah, into yeah, them. And yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, so at the time, I think it was a CDJ 100s, and then I think that the 1000s maybe just came out as well. Yeah, so like, and, the, and then Pioneer after that, that's when they called sort of like, right, right, we're going to be well, the club standard. standard yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Um, so John said, yeah, I said, but I don't want to go live, I don't want to do the the what's it will come down for a bit of a party with you yeah. and Sean and and that and it, that was a really good night. Yeah. It was just sort of like, yep. Yeah, right. Did it click straight away when you were Yeah, it? yeah. Um we had um we obviously we took a set down for just practice on it for a little bit. Yeah. Um and we did that. John jumped in and we were doing a bit of back to back and yeah. all that and then we were going from the 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 controller yeah to vinyl from the vinyl to controller mixing yeah. like that as well yeah and uh, yeah it was good, a, it was good, good night good. yeah so how how did you set go on the night then uh, it, it was really good yeah um obviously it was bounce with yeah. it being the clayhead sort of stuff on it it's a hard house night yeah um me and Alex have discussed this loads of times since and we think it was perceived good yeah um. Some of them just went straight to the smoking area because yeah. obviously in the the hard house scene it's like it's hard house all bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the, so um, I mean, people need to open the minds up. Yeah. Me, I was if I was at, for instance, I was in a club um, playing for Sanctuary uh, about four months ago now, and halfway through um, it was Shiv and Bon Lee. Shout to them as well. It was really good. So I was in there 
and then I went down with, with one of my mates and the next minute they dropped the track in and it was happy hardcore at a bounce night yeah. and it went off yeah. like just as a, a change for, for something it was like very and obviously went back to bouncing you have to build that, that momentum back, back up but for that for that period it was on Jesus like it was just something different and it's like I like the, I like like I and I a lot of people as you say would go to the smoking area and yeah. they did but for somebody who just enjoys music I think it's such yeah. like it needs to be embraced but the, but the ones that kind of stayed on the floor and that loved it absolutely loved it um, Anto came down yeah from he's at one of the shed yeah, she had DJs. He came he's down. He's from up my way, isn't it? Up yeah, like, yeah. Like, is it Preston or somewhere? Oh, like, I don't know Charlie exactly where or... he's from. Yeah, but he but came down north from here. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, 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 first time I met him, and he was like, "Oh, I'm glad you guys are playing." Yeah. I, mean, I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but it, it, that goes back to the um, on about going clubbing and stuff, and then doing it from a clubber's point of view rather than a DJ's point of view. Mm. First time I went to gig and not a gig sorry an, an event yeah. and I'm walking around just enjoying myself and somebody goes are you Timmy Coop? I was like do I owe you money? because <laughs> <laughs> I'd never had that before yeah. people recognising you or talking to you sort yeah. of thing and, and wanting to take selfies yeah. and it's sort of like uh, yeah okay I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone here but yeah. I'll, I'll roll with it yeah it's not a bad thing is you getting recognised no it's, it's, it's like, not it shows that you're doing something right yeah or somebody's talking about you at least you might yeah. be doing something completely wrong but yeah. <laughs> would they want a selfie with you probably yeah. not there you go so you're obviously doing something right um, we'll get on to the sort of Covid stuff as well if that's okay yeah um, because I wanted to say um, before 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 Covid then after Covid I think your production really like shone through like it, it changed during that time were you were you subconsciously working more on production or anything like that so before covid struck um i think it was about two or three months before hmm. i gave up mobile discos right. i said right that's enough i've been doing it for 20 odd years yeah it's time for get me weekends back if i want to go clubbing i can go clubbing i can just enjoy life a bit more yeah um job wise was a lot more stable so the money was paying the bills yeah um and i thought to myself well them eight hours i'd be spending on a saturday night yeah i'll, I'll spend in the studio i'll start learning more everything else so um, do you think you improved over that, that period of time then? um i think we're all improving yeah. production wise um, i think your, yours was like noticeably like you went from you're doing good stuff but it's it, it was the stuff you started putting out after that it sounded more polished up and it sounded i started eqing <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, yeah right. now um yeah it, it, again that's just spending a couple of years with alex in the studio watching what he was doing yeah and that sort of thing and then learning them techniques um, when we went to Charlie's studio, um, Charlie Goddard, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching what he was doing, spending time with Dave Jackson in his studio, again, just watching and learning. Mm. Um, and recently, I've even kind of had some lessons with Dave on one to one basis, yeah. just to push, try and push my game up just that little, little, bit, little more. bit more. Uh, it's good, isn't it, with Dave? Because. Uh, you always go, we always go for nice food whenever I went. Did you do that? <laughs> Did you do that with him? Go for nice well, food? we should have done, but he had to cancel when 
when we were doing when we should have gone for food. All oh, right, okay. Because we were going to go Wagamamas, and I've never been to Wagamamas. Okay. So Dave, you owe me a Wagamama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I think that was my favourite part. So we we done a couple of collaborations um, a few years back, and introduced me to this uh, this. Um, kebab shop and honestly it was just out of this world yeah it's like it's not a chain or anything like that it's just an independent shop but it, it knew how to make a mean sandwich like. sandwich yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah. think when we went down uh, well down sorry up um, it was at the the one in Leeds the Glam Zoo studio oh the Glam I've been to the Glam Zoo one yeah. as well that's alright in there isn't it? it's, yeah. not, it's not there anymore now is it no no they've moved again I think yeah. but the uh, when we went there um, it was just literally the local petrol station, a couple of sandwiches, quit back in, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. cracked on with it. Yeah, um, so the Glam Zoo slash Tidy Studio, that was, it was a nice little setup they had yeah. in there. Um, I, did, you, did you do a poo in the toilet? <laughs> I did not do a poo in the toilet. Yeah. I, 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 no, I it's quite a famous thing, thing isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went in, and I did I did one in the right-hand cubicle, I believe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, I did go into the toilet, but I didn't yeah, do it. Yeah. Do the poo like, but um, yeah, uh, and I think I work. I worked with Dave when he used to. This was a. It must have been nearly ten years ago now, when we first did our first collaboration, and that was um, where was that was in his that was in his house before he had the studio, and then we did another one in it was Kingpin Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, the was, Kingpin that was in the old mills by in Leeds. It's it, that was a good little setup in that as well. He had. Um, so see since Covid's been in, like sort of gone since you've come it's come back around and you've been going to more nights and stuff like that do you find yourself um, are, are, you, are you doing more now because obviously you've knocked the mobile the di- di- discos on the head you're doing like DJing in clubs and you're sort of networking and that. do you find yourself sort of being busier um, from a point of view of production yeah yeah um the the podcasts i try to do monthly yeah um all depending on the guests mm-hmm. if you know what i mean because i've life's life i didn't set the podcasts up for be um it comes out on this it's, it's yeah, got to yeah, be yeah. fun yeah it's yeah. got to be fun um if if everything isn't ready by the last sunday of the week the, the month sorry yeah. that that month doesn't go out yeah do you know what i mean it, it waits till the month after um but being busy wise um, I, do, I, I do some DJ schooling yeah. for some local DJs that want to up their game as yeah. in beat matching that sort of stuff because yeah. the there is different styles of DJing as you know but when you're a mobile DJ your first thing you usually do is just like bump bump yeah. you don't actually mix mix yeah there's no beat matching or anything yeah so I'm, I'm doing that with them and as well the talking communicating to a crowd yeah. mic work that sort of stuff yeah so yeah it, it, it's being busy and excellent is there a big market for that do you think um i do a lot of i do some for younger people as well yeah and there's a big market for that yeah um mobile djs if they want to up the game then yeah get on uh, to them if you are <laughs> if you're in the, in the stalker stalk area but as well when they come on a lot of mobile DJs are laptop based. Yeah. And they they classed as well, you know the snubbery of I've got that on vinyl, it doesn't sound as good on vinyl mm, and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Um and it's the same with the sync button. Yeah. It's there as a tool. Yeah. Use it. Absolutely. But don't overuse it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because with the programmes as well, you hit the sync button, it doesn't necessarily 
sync it up right, yeah. you've still got to use your ears, you've got to pull it back a bit, pull it forward, yeah. the markers might not be right on it, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's where, where I kind of teach them to use their ears when they're mixing. I think you should use your ears because, like, for instance, uh, last week, I can't remember who, someone said to me, he goes, oh my God, you're an absolute deviant. I was like, what? What's the problem with It's like, you don't use record box. I'm like, no. Because obviously when I was playing on the decks, there's no, I don't know, with record box it displays differently, doesn't it? Yeah. Whereas I've just got the files, the names of the files on mine when you load it up. So I just, yeah. I've always done it like that. And I, I tried to use record box once, not under I'm a technophobe or anything, I know I said that off the pod, but... In fact, when obviously when you load it in, it's like uh, I, I think I put like a playlist together and thrown it into the record box when I downloaded it, and it was like two days to process, and I was like, "Nah, I'll just cancel that." Yeah, I'll just, just, just stick them on, yeah. Stick them on the USB. It's just easier yeah. for me personally. But yeah, I was like, they were like, "Oh my god, as if you don't use record box." I'm like, maybe you should start using it. I don't know. Yeah. I, like uh, all, all I tend to do before if I've got a gig is just get the tracks of me set. Yeah. Make sure they're all the same level. Yeah. Edit them to where you want to edit them for the show. Yeah. Job done. See, for me, I because I'm I'm more what you would say like the like the the pub jock still. So yeah. for me, I'm I, I've carried like in the car now. I've got like ten USBs. Yeah. And it's all just varieties. Like they're all color coded to what I know them for. So I know the the blue ones for the harder gear, where I would maybe pull out some hard style to hard and then hard house on that one. Yeah. You know the red ones, like the cheesy bounce and that that sort of thing. So like, if I if I get the to a club and I'm expecting it to be a cheesy crowd, and I get there and the DJ on before me is playing some tough stuff and it's going off, you can you, you can, can adapt you can adapt to it. Yeah. So if I've got to run all of them through a record box, it's going to take me forever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like the, each each one's say thirty two gig and they're all nearly. Is it 32 gig I think it is yeah. uh, b- b- there or thereabouts wherever it is but they're all nearly full mm. and as I say I, like, I'm continuously just getting new USBs to, for newer music and yeah. and it's like I can't be asked running that through a record box <laughs> uh, well, it, it's like with the mobile stuff though because obviously when I first started yeah. it was vinyl it literally was and you, you had to have the records for the gigs there was none of this I've, I don't know have you got any Taylor Swift? Oh. No, I haven't, sorry. You, you know what I mean? The, the, mm. the, 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 it was just literally you had what, you had, what yeah. you had. And then it went to CD, which made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Because you could get the albums, you could get yeah, yeah. the mixed CDs, everything else, you'd play them. And then when it went to digital, what a godsend. It is, yeah. back. I got a bit big, eh? Yeah. Because I wasn't doing all the lifting. But... I remember... Um, a few years back and I've, I've started noticing now a lot of um, wedding jocks and stuff like that I'll go to a christening and that they're sitting there with, with a set of pioneers yeah uh, like because it's so easy now yeah to, to just stick that there USBs in and you're away or yeah. your laptop in and then you're away but what a lot of them do as well is they use auto mix right. so they'll drag about 12 tracks over play yeah let the program do the thing for themselves do it for them and then just go yeah yeah and that isn't that isn't mobile DJing to me. That is right. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not telling you lies right now. This is hundred percent truth. I'm gonna have to maybe tell it in a way that's not descriptive towards some, towards somebody because they could get offended by this. And I know the people watch it. So, <laughs> so me and <clears throat> me and Dave turned up to a gig last week, uh, and there was a private function on beforehand. Yeah, we went in. 
and in the club they've got the set of CDJs and that the three thousands, but they were to one side. And in the DJ booth, they had two mobile phones and a, a mixer, and they were playing from mobile phone to mobile phone. I'm not going to tell you the figure because it's the thing, but it was overpriced DJ. I can tell you now. Yeah. For for what it was, um, but honestly, I was just amazed by it. Like the mixing from one phone to another on the on a mixer, and I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> this is." And, and and for what they were charging, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when we when I first started off with Jake, my mate, um, I think oh, bloody hell, I think it'd be about fourteen at the time. Mm. We saved up. At the, and I think we paid about 35 quid mm. for this little mixer. Mm -hmm. It was only a little two-channel thing. I, I don't even think it was a branded one, but it was like, yeah, we've got a mixer. And we put in um, two CD players that were the Walkman yeah, type, yeah, 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 yeah. That put them in, and we, we got the bonkers CDs, and we were trying to mix the bonkers <laughs> CDs, and like, you yeah. know what I mean? Two no forward, pitch control. No yeah. pitch control or nothing. It was like, right, that track's simply like, and you, you, even pressing play was like a There's second, a delay, and, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. couldn't get a man. But it was just like, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I had like I had vinyl first, couldn't afford CDs. But at the time, there were, like there was a big price difference because all the DJs were moving on to CDs, and I was sort of on the vinyl. Everyone was selling yeah. their, their collection, so I, I made a rather large collection of vinyl, very cheaply. Like yeah. I'm talking thousands of records. Um, my missus still gets on at me now because I get Discogs deliveries weekly. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm still a record collector. Anyways, I know, I know that feeling because when we go away, <laughs> even though I've got no turntables at the moment, yeah. If we see a charity shop or an old vinyl yeah, shop, exactly. I'm sh it's it's like drawn to me. Just, yeah. You've got nothing bloody play that on. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, don't convince me to get another to get a turntable. <laughs> so <Yeah. well. laughs> don't push and, me. <laughs> um, yeah, but me me first like vinyl collection started more um when i was at college mm. um we had a grant for because i was doing art design photography yeah. all, all the all that sort of stuff and they give me a grant yeah. for get equipment with and i think i think it was about 400 quid yeah which back then it was like a lot of money yeah so i was like right straight in it straight into mike lloyd's yeah and like right Give me the, I'll have that, 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 mm -hmm. I'll have that. And I spent about 350 of it, yeah. with this 400 quid, on vinyl. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and Excellent. Um, and I used them for years, like, because that was like all happy hardcore. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so, But yeah, uh, I assume some of them records will be in there then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was so everyone was on the sort of CD stuff, and I, I was on my vinyl quite happily. Um, but then it was getting to the point where, say, the latest, I don't know, the latest all around the world record was coming out, but it wasn't getting rec released on vinyl anymore. It was yeah, just CD, CD releases, CD singles, etc. And I'm like, oh, this is really limiting what I can do now. So I bought like I can't remember what it was, but I bought this like um, my first CD sort of decks were like all in one thing and i still found myself playing on the vinyl because it was just so much easier because <laughs> yeah. i was getting it and i was i was like queuing a tune up and you'd hit play 
and there'd be a second you have to train yourself to 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 come in like three four five six seven beats before before, before it depends on how, how quick you could read the cd <laughs> it just that's the same as like a belt drive or yeah. a direct drive tnt no it's worse honestly it's much worse <laughs> i'd i'd prefer just for the sake of the, the art of djing on vinyl at the time now cdg obviously definitely but at the time it was like so i'd press play and there'd be like boom 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 there's just that like literal delay that just yeah. knocks it right out and then you're trying to you're trying to beat match it on the pitch but the pitch was like the slide just wasn't like um uh it wasn't like calibrated so yeah. it'd be like sitting at 2.2 and it would be like for instance and it just dropped to like 0.3 and it's like what, what is going on here is it just not reading it properly it was just poorly made de decks and a company was just wanting to cash in it can't even remember what they were they were terrible though and anyways, so they got they got fucked right off. I think they got left on top of the wardrobe and I just kept the vinyl for a long time because it was just so much easier to mix on. Yeah. Since looking back now, that's that's it's really stupid, but yeah, it's one of them things. Um so yeah, so what are you up to at the minute then? So at the minute, um we've got a couple of productions on the go. Yeah. Um obviously with the clay heads in the background still. Um Undiscovered Digital's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Purely because of time, yeah. with everything else going on. Time constraints. Yeah, time constraints. But um, we're working as well um, with Jimmy Gooders. Yep. Don't know if you've met Jimmy yet. I've never met him, but um, I've heard a couple of his sets, and he's, he's very much my my cup of tea. Yeah, so I um, got talking to Jimmy through the Juicy. Yeah, that's, that's where I discovered him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, he came down, we did a track together, um bargain bucket right um, you never have normal names for your tunes do you no nah, you, well, you could keep <laughs> so he did we did that one and then we did the uh, funk it with featuring grace right um is that your daughter that's my daughter yeah oh wow so you that's good i, I like yeah. that is she so, getting a so the first track we released on undiscovered digital no fear she yeah. featured on that when she was 14. excellent um so yeah but, she can sing better than me. <laughs> you know that is such a little, like a little perk to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like if, if it, she she doesn't like it because it's sort of like Grace, I need a sample. There's the mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like with the podcast, uh, the intro for that. That's her. Yeah. She's done intros for me for Eggman yeah. on his sets and like anything like that. Um, but yeah, so going back to the stuff with Jimmy. Then we had Funk It Out with Grace, um, and we're working on a, a small EP at the minute together. Yeah. Um, going out as the Bass Cox. Right. So look out for them. They're not released yet. Okay. So them first two tracks are like an unofficial Bass Cox sort of thing. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, Alex, and then with the Clay Heads, we've got that going on. I'm working on a couple of tunes at the minute, but just... just thinking of who to send them off to be it you timing and everything, timing well. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah um just yeah right excellent have you got any gigs coming up or like that or anything in the pipeline you don't uh, need, if gig, gig wise i don't not really um i prefer to go out on the dance floor excellent at the minute you know what i mean i i, I didn't get didn't finish the mobile stuff to do that. To do that. I finished it so I could actually enjoy, enjoy myself so. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like up at uh, Meltdown vs Shed yeah. last weekend. I think it was the same time as your event. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, event. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to come up to yours, but I'd already brought the tickets yeah, yeah, yeah. for that one. Um, 
and I was there and I was like, yeah, you know what? This beats somebody coming up and asking for the Char Char slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? Even though I did accidentally pocket dial the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Honestly, I was there, my phone's buzzing. I'm like, what's going on here? Picks it up, it's like, hey, this is the emergency services. We're just doing a welfare check. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mental, mental. So, is there any raves you're going out to? Have you got planned? So, um, the next one I think will be the Ben Puddy's birthday bash in Matlock. I don't know that. Um, ben Puddy, um, he's he goes juicy. He goes a lot of the events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite a nice guy. Yeah. Um, he's putting a birthday bash on. I think Dave's right. playing there as well. To be fair. Right. No. Yeah. Um, so that one we'll be going that one, um, and then I've just got to clear it with the boss. <laughs> if I can go any more after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another feeling. <laughs> I'll say to her, I've got a gig, and she's like, another one. Right, where's he at? Because like, yeah. we make a weekend away of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's because I'm out in the sticks, any gigs I usually get is probably out of. Do you know what I mean? It's always because I'm either on really early or really late. There's no in between. So yeah. So if we're, if say it's in I don't know Manchester, it's like oh well we'll go there for the night and, and whatnot. The the one thing I will say about last week though is with it being a day rave because it started at two in the afternoon till yeah. twelve, felt a lot better. We need we need to normalise that, and I don't like the fact that a lot of younger people who's going to the raves don't like it. Um, I love what say tired you're doing or even the shed like doing it two in the afternoon is just oh, it's good i can go and enjoy myself and i can be home for a decent time and the next day you can get stuff done yeah you know. i'm old and i like practical oh, not old <laughs> no but i've got like i've got an old as i say old yeah. head on me I'm, I'm, I'm i've i've got a just a i don't know i'm, I'm just practical and do you know what i mean like i don't want to be up till seven in the morning and I'm like, oh my god, I want to get three hours sleep here at the most. Do you know what I mean? Well, so well, usually when we go raving, I'm the sober one. Yeah, I'm so, the sober one. So, yeah, sober so it's sort of like, you go pick everybody up, you drive to the rave, you, you dance, dad dance for about ten hours, <laughs> then you drive back, drop everybody off, and it's yeah. five, six o'clock in the morning by the time you're coming in. And then you, you're just drained, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that's where... Um, the track Mr. Cooper came from, yeah. the one you released, Tent, yeah. as it was sort of like, I'd be dancing away, and they'd, like I said, Lisa would say, you always look for a pair of hands in the air, yeah. um, at a rave, and it'd be something, what, yeah, mate, it looks like good stuff. <laughs> I'm on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very, very random, random track that I like, I do like it. Uh, very random. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just sort of tie today up, mate, if that's all right. Um, yeah, mate, yeah. Um, and I just want to ask you before you go, you told me you're a foodie off pod, so um, obviously if you've watched the episode before, you'll know. Um, I asked them if you're about to get the electric chair because you're a cleared, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your last meal? Starter, main, dessert. And oh, a start. beverage? So starter... You don't need to have one if you don't want one, if you just want to... No, no, budget, so starter... It'd have to be a small pulled pork burger, nice. but homemade pulled pork right. that I do myself. Okay. Um, 
takes oh, so, so you're about to get the extra chair but like hold on a minute I want to use the kitchen <laughs> you know? so, yeah but it takes 24 hours you've got to oh, delay it as yeah, much as you yeah, want okay, you, you, you know what I mean um, in the madness. and then it, it's going to sound a bit sad but like um, the southern fried chicken from a kebab shop right okay. so just basically chips southern yeah. fried chicken my, my missus loves it by the way she, she loves like a like a she likes KFC, but there's something special about like a yeah. There's more flavour yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a massive fan of uh, like yeah. KFC anyway. And then so. for dessert, mint choc chip ice cream. Nice, nice. Anything with the mint choc chip ice cream, I just done it so on. Just on its own, just just simple. Nice, nice. What, what drink are you gonna have that with that to wash it down? Oh, um, anything at all. So if it was gonna be like my last one, it'd, that'd be a nice bottle of red. Okay. A mint chocolate chip ice cream that goes down well. With red wine. Right. Yeah, but min mental and yeah, the flavour of the Excellent, red. I suppose, I suppose. <laughs> Excellent, mate. I just want to say thanks for coming on today. No, thank you. Where thanks. can people find you? Um, so, we can head over to Timmy Coop Music yep. on Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Timmy Coop, that sort of. Mm -hmm. just, just Google Timmy Coop. Timmy Coop, excellent. I just want to thank you for coming on. Yeah. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then share it with your friends. I'd be massively, massively appreciated. Um, and if you have enjoyed it, let us know in the comments. Drop the video a like. It just it helps with algorithms. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I said this in the last podcast and the podcast before. I'm the worst person ever when it comes to um, social media and promotion and that. But watching these these TikToks that telling me how to promote my stuff, yeah. it's telling me that the algorithm is. Is that's how it helps it's it? The key, yeah. yeah. So if and you, things if have changed promotion wise as well. Anyway, that's the thing. It's a crazy thing. So yeah. So if you drop the the, little, the video a like and stuff like that, it does help it go a long way. Apparently so. Yeah. Brad refresh. Like, share, follow. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you if you're loving the podcast and you want to support the podcast, you can sign up now at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh basically it goes towards production costs um and bit and it goes towards fuel to like travel all over yeah. like a bit that's that's all it's for um a little update on the studio studio before we go it's nearly finished we had some problems with the roof that's why it's taken a little longer than expected so but it is coming and i will give you updates as and when so i so, said thanks for coming on mate yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure i'll see you again next week Oh, was that all right? Yeah, yeah. It was all right for you, bud. It was. How long do you...